Hey, Adam. Hey, Peter. Oh, hey. sorry. I, <laughs> but it was... Oh, is this part of the show? Are you sure you're... We... <laughs> yeah. How do you handle mistakes? I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music advice and inspiration and answers coming at you. <laughs> Lots of answers. We do uh, give sponsor- answers. We do, sometimes. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we're <laughs> sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com for all your jazz lesson needs. Peter, That's a good place about- for answers. Open it has Studio a lot of answers. That's but right. More answers, answers than questions. Uh, well, we, we pose plenty of questions, but we, <laughs> really? we tend to answer the ones that we post. We answer uh, our own I- questions. Yeah, usually falsely. No, I'm just kidding. I have a question for you today, though. Yes. Which is, yes. how do you handle mistakes? Um. Okay. Wow. We're just going to jump right in. I hear you. Very Challenge poorly. Challenge accepted. Them very, very poorly. <laughs> yeah. Tantrums um, galore. You know what? This has been an, an evolution for me uh, really since I first started playing music. So uh, darn near my entire life. Um and, and that is more like, yeah, how do I handle them going from where I used to be, which was probably like shame, uh, yeah. shamefully, you know, uh, to where I am now where, I mean, to be honest, like I enjoy finding out, like solving the challenge of how I'm going to profit from my mistakes. Like, how am I going to get better? What am I going to learn from them? That does not mean that I try to make mistakes. It does not mean that I try to be ill-prepared so that I'm going to make mistakes so that I can grow. But it does mean that I lean into challenging myself and what I'm going to do, be it in a solo or or maybe to perform something that I'm not a hundred percent under my, like, I don't feel like I have to be a hundred percent prepared. I do want to be like 97% prepared though, but, but like put myself into situations. I'm open to putting myself into situations where there's probably going to be some mistakes, not catastrophic mistakes, but I really, I really embrace this idea that as artists, we being an artist is very different than being a neurosurgeon and that our mistakes, like a small percentage mistake is not going to kill somebody. It's not going to, and so like, but the, the beautiful things that can happen when we are open to going for things that may cause some quote unquote mistakes, but also might cause some beauty or ultimately the, the ability for our story story and our song to, to make it out into the world and hopefully be pleasurable and edifying to some listeners that that risk is worth taking. Now, you know, a neurosurgeon, you know, doing the most precise of, of brain surgery doesn't have that ability. So it's a very different mindset. But I feel like jazz musicians and just musicians in general, like we too many times take on this, that same kind of neurosurgeon mentality of like, we have to be these precision machines. And the closer that you get to that, the better. And really, you know, the, the, the great jazz musicians that I admire didn't play like that. And it's very easy to be like, John Coltrane didn't make mistakes. He was perfect. And from this, from the standpoint of like, I can't point to something and say like, oh, look at that horrible mistake. As in the mistake is that it sounded bad or it sounded ugly or he's playing a wrong note or whatever. Well, I can point out where he's playing a wrong note, uh, you yeah. know, and but it's not because he's coming from a place of like beauty and inclusion and 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 really trying to make it over that mountaintop to that next mountain 
and you know it's that spirit of adventure and all those different things that that mistake becomes this thing of beauty you know it's like looking in nature it's like there's some mistakes there's some three-legged sheep and some weird stuff out there but you know it's it's all beautiful and the creator created it and and all this kind of good stuff so i think the more we can kind of embrace that and so like that's you know my my approach to mistakes has evolved over the years more to try to embrace that now it's still hard like you know you're playing in a situation and if your mistakes makes you feel like you didn't weren't able to put your best foot forwards like if they're debilitating to the point that's hard to deal with and i think that's still the hardest thing for me and that usually comes out of like the kind of mistakes that were due to lack of preparation or lack of adequate preparation and i try to avoid being in those situations but it's inevitable it's going to happen as a professional musician especially as you start to work more and have some more success you're put in more high pressure situations more situations that you may not have the optimal amount of time just due to life and family and all these things to be able to prepare so you've got to try to you know just pull yourself up quickly when those mistakes come and get to the good stuff not to cover up the mistakes but to mitigate them yeah and you have to realize too that like you have to detach you really i mean this is mistakes or 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 the glory like you have to learn to detach yourself as a person from either one of those things like your worth is not dependent on your last solo like as your worth as a person right you you're you're worthy of of health and love and happiness whether or not you can play countdown fast like like you know what i mean like that you need to be able but that's some people need to hear that though man because you can you can tell that they're putting their entire you know self-value into how well they're trying to solo there and it really just kills the music like it just makes it this joyless experience where you just feel like oh they're putting all the stakes on themselves and nobody cares about that like and that's a mistake in itself actually you know when you when you kill the joy in the music you might nail every note and quote unquote not make a mistake but that actually is a mistake so it's kind of a bigger blunder and one that's actually more noticeable to the general listener absolutely and and like, man, I had an experience, um, you know, I know we're talking about this gig I just did. It was, it's, it's the only gigs I've done in like six months, you know, pandemic and all. But uh, uh, I, you know, I had a, I've been working on my technique and I've been changing some things up in my technique. And, you know, it was really, really gratifying when it was working. But a couple times it didn't work this weekend. And I literally like my hand froze like in the middle of a line. Yeah. You ever have that happen where it's like, oh, I, I didn't put the tension in the right place. And I just kind of missed and, right. Um, you know, which it happens now, like there was a time in my life where that might have really like uh, hurt the rest of my solo or maybe even the rest of the set. Like I would have been like, oh, that was so embarrassing. I can't believe I just made an ass out of myself in front of this whole club or something. You know what I mean? Like if if you're connecting your worth to this solo, then, yeah, of course, it's a tragedy. <laughs> like It's terrible. Right. But if you're kind of if you can get past that and this takes a little bit of, of some personal growth of some some, some right. confidence, then if you can get past that, then that just becomes something that is actually I noticed for me, like people kind of dug watching my me get out of that. Like they I could tell they were into like the drama of me sort of going for something, it not yeah. happening and then watching me, you know, dig myself out of this hole in an entertaining way. And, I, you know, because I was like. Uh, confident about it and having fun with it it ended up being like whenever that would happen it kind of made the the solos like it was kind of really fun like it was kind of cool to like figure out a way out of it and 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 not try to like hide the fact that a mistake happened or not try to like 
you know, uh, uh, prove that I'm no, 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 I can actually, blah, 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 you know, like none of that, none yeah. of that. It was like, hey, this is, this is where we are. This is what happened. And, uh, it's all going to be fine because right. you know, you're not watching a person crumble up here because they, they didn't, you know, play the right note one time. Like that's, that's, I think the biggest thing for mistakes with me is like just totally disconnecting it from not even like, I mean, you can go as big as like yourself as a person, but disconnecting it to like, this doesn't have to ruin the phrase. It doesn't have to ruin the solo. It doesn't have to ruin the set or the night. Uh, right. Don't let it, don't let it, you know, devolve into that kind of thinking. Well, and it's like, cause if you do let it happen, you miss, and, and more importantly, you're depriving the world of some really, potentially some really thrilling and interesting saves if you will you know totally and we all know these great live they're often live performances but even like stuff in the studio where um you know mistakes are so artfully crafted after the fact after the mistakes happen and like you, you know it's the whole miles davis what's the quote where he's just like there's not wrong notes it's just like wrong ways of playing it or i'm, I'm paraphrasing now yeah, absolutely. but it's kind of like you know, even in classical music, like now you think about classical musicians and this goes back to sort of my origin story of like, you know, kind of falling into that thing of like shame, like how many notes did you miss and how perfectly can you play a performance like to an audience? And I don't just mean like an audience that does not understand or has never heard the piece. I'm talking about other musicians like I'm an audience yeah. member. So yeah, like I want to go here. I'd rather hear a thrilling performance that's like ninety percent, like ten percent mistakes. Like because in yeah. classical music, it's a little easier to say the mistakes. Or you could say like on a head, like okay, you're playing giant steps, or or like you know you could kind of say conceptually, well that wasn't a mistake. That's what I was trying to play. But or Donnelly, like the notes are what they are. The head, like maybe you. I'd rather hear somebody play ninety percent of the notes right and they're swinging and it's like joy coming out of the horn than Absolutely. somebody hitting a hundred percent and the vibe isn't there because they're having to play in a little way more careful now of course you want to hit that hundred percent and have the vibe or totally. but the reality of that is it might be 99 percent. it doesn't really matter to the listener yeah. even to other musicians what happens is like we let our ego get in the way like we think we're so important that first of all that people are checking us that closely or that like with your example of the gig like you're playing in a sextet no matter if you think you play it like crap all the time that's still only like one out of six other people playing at any time we're Absolutely. not that important you know we are not and so no. it's it's like that whole thing of being in service to the music like and if you feel like you're making mistakes it's more like how supportive was i of everybody else because there's five other soloists and yeah. my job as a pianist is more important that i support great than i solo great because it's just a bigger part of what's happening on the stage and for the possible you know joy and edification of the audience that's what's going to make a difference but Man. it's getting out of that like the neuro, going back to the neurosurgeon, we want the neurosurgeon to have a very big ego and strive for and hopefully achieve perfection because people are going to yeah. die otherwise. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, that's not about like, oh, I, you know, you were saying you're trying out a new technique well, and like that's going to eventually lead to like beauty coming from the instrument. It probably already is uh, a yeah. neurosurgeon. Oh, I want to try out this new te technique I was working on. No, hell's no. You know, trying nothing out. Well, you know, now, you better now, perfect on. it on a cadaver first. <laughs> now, now we could, but we uh, just to continue your neurosurgeon analogy here. Like, so I performed a su successful solo, right? There was a, <laughs> a minor mistake. So a neurosurgeon, I'm sure they make mistakes, but I don't want my neurosurgeon to, if he makes a mistake, it debilitates him for the rest of the procedure. Like, sure, I want, sure. I want him or her to like, if something a minor thing happens that their, their hands don't start shaking. You know what I mean? Like they need to have right. the confidence in themselves that 
they can get through anything. Now, of course, we want it to be 100% of neurosurgery, if anything. Well, but I think look, there is this yeah, kind of psychological training, you know? Yeah, and we're not experts on neurosurgery. And please do, like, we got to do Obviously. the disclaimer. Do, do not take medical advice. Take musical advice from us. But <laughs> I do think that there... <laughs> no, any medical. I'm not even going to... Yeah, it's yeah. not even just... But I mean, the idea that... Um, I'm just thinking of some kind of a procedure in which you actually do have to hit 100% on certain things. You know, right. there's nothing in playing jazz music that you... Now, look, if you just slop your way through everything and you're so casual about stuff and it sounds like crap... Yeah. I mean, that, you're playing the wrong song, you know. Yeah, yeah. and you just don't care. Now, I'm, now, what we're talking about is actually a heightened sense of not a, a more relaxed approach to making mistakes, but a, a more acceptance that they're going to be in the micro or meta some mistakes for the bigger picture joy of totally. the bigger performance, be that the whole ensemble, or if you're playing solo piano, that you have many different opportunities to pull off a great performance and that you're not worried as much about basically what is your ego and your possible shame Absolutely. of making mistakes in which you're not viewed as like this virtuoso. And I think Man. that... The great thing about jazz is like virtuosity is very much as as more enveloped with like your improvisational joy and flair and how you can bring your story out than it is just the traditional technique elements that are associated with classical mastery of an instrument. Man, we were just right before we recorded these this podcast, Peter, we were live on YouTube and we were listening to Red Garland's trio album, A Garland of Red with Paul yeah. Chambers and Art Taylor. Is that something you might be interested in? Yes. So we were listening to the opening cut of Foggy Day and we were listening to PC's solo, solo, Paul Chambers solo. And he made an obvious, like he just didn't hit the right note, right? Like he just yeah. kind of like you, you heard him in the middle of the solo. It happened. Does anybody think that Paul Chambers isn't on the Mount Rushmore of bass players because he made that mistake on a record? <laughs> like, that's you know right. What I mean? That's right. Like, and he played after that. The solo got even more killing than it was. Like that's right. He did he did not let him, that mistake. It didn't phase him, him at all. Not right. at all. And you know this is like one of the greatest, if not the greatest, bass player to ever live. And so, you think he didn't know that? He didn't know that better. And look, he he knows about mistakes that we didn't even notice. So you know he totally. knew that one. Yeah. Totally. But I think it's the whole thing too. It's like you know playing jazz successfully. I believe is is very simple in that it, it's it's kind of like a net gain of how much cool stuff you put into the airwaves how much fun stuff that you play it's kind of like you know you know i love my basketball analogies but it's like yep. the best point guards will lead lead often in assists and sometimes in points but they'll also lead in turnovers because they're going for something they're trying Absolutely. to get the ball to their teammates they're trying to do totally. their job and you have to put yourself out there i mean you you know it's very easy to be like i had zero turnovers in that game well how many assists did you have you know 0.01 or whatever yeah exactly because that's a risk reward situation it's yeah. a risk reward and i think paul chambers because you know it's not it's, it's it's like what not only what he's done if you know his playing and all the beauty he's brought but when he makes one mistake there's so much beauty around it that it's really shrouded it's like a picasso painting where you could look with a microscope or you could see oh there's a smudge with the brush or whatever but the the whole is greater than the parts you know totally. and so pc you know to be able to stop and be like ha he played a wrong note it's like you can't say that there was anything wrong in aggregate on that solo and so that's to me is like egoless playing shameless playing really dedicated and very inspired and meticulous playing as well well man i think uh if i must say 
this was a mistake-free podcast. It really was, man. <laughs> you know, having said that, we did not exemplify how to make mistakes. This is more about how do you not make mistakes. <laughs> uh, if you heard any mistakes, please note them in the comments. Like and re- re- you know, if you rating or review, please. Thank you very much. Yeah, or or how about sending us a speak pipe? Go to youllhearit.com and leave this voice message. Ask us your question. We would love to hear from you. Yes, and talking about that, I'm going to see if I can pull this up as we're talking. I'm not going to be able to because, you know, I get nervous when I start doing that. But if folks do want to um, leave us a rating review, how would they do that, Adam? Well, they can do that on uh, wherever they get their podcasts, on the Apple Podcast app, on the Android Podcast app. Uh, Just leave us a seven-star rating only. We only take seven stars. Yeah, and we read every rating and review. Yeah, we do. We read every rating and review live on the air. But uh, yeah, it's impossible to give us seven stars, but we demand it. So please, that's right. Seven stars only. And this is how much our listeners love us. I'm about to read a review that I don't even think that you saw. This slipped by us for some reason, but I want to go oh, back boy. and read this. This is, this is a four star review. And this is full what? disclosure. We don't get all seven stars. We get some five stars and we even get some four stars. Four stars, four low stars. That's ridiculous. Are we sure we want to read this? Yes, we do. We're that because you know what? We make mistakes. Possibly. This uh, The title of this is Solid with Some Drawbacks. Four stars. Good musicianship Boy. and fun learning. Love Peter and Adam. If you're interested at all in learning more about black American music to borrow from Nicholas Payton, Max Roach, and Gary Bartz, listen here. Lots of great content all across the board. My only issue is Adam geeking out over harmony and theory behind iconic recordings. Really takes the joy out of the music when you have what seems like just white dudes justifying their love for black music by theorizing and analyzing everything. Who cares about the relative minor of what Stevie was doing? Stevie wasn't even thinking about the theory when he was playing. Maybe Jacob Collier cares since theory and negative harmony seem to be his thing. But the actual musicians who created this beautiful music born of struggle, connection, and community don't. Stick to the music... Stick to the... Oh, sorry. I lost it. Hold up. Hold up. Where is that? All right. Well, while you're trying... (laughs) Oh, I got it. Sticks to the music (laughs) as Adam is fuming uh, on the other end of the microphone. Stick to the stories behind the music and its impact on the world. Stop with the in-depth analysis. I mean, that just puts a lot of musicians in a very narrow box, though, doesn't it? What about (laughs) Billy Strayhorn? What about Duke Ellington? What about Billy Childs? What about Stevie Wonder? Yeah, I mean, well, look, you mentioned Stevie, and if you think that Stevie Wonder doesn't know what a relative minor is, what the what what, what is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I, 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 this actually, you know, we're we're gonna kind of address some of these things. I think there's some interesting points brought up by CRO81 from the US of A. Um, but I would just say that stop with the in-depth analysis. Point taken. Um, and maybe folks could let us know, you know, by leaving, leaving a rating or review or a comment on the YouTube channel, because we want to try to serve people, and we've got a lot of requests. And seems like people like the in-depth analysis. And that's kind of what we are as musicians. And I think some of the knowledge and help that we can bring. So, but let us know about that. If you agree with that or not, you know, everybody's got their own thing. And I'll just read one more because we got one more. Okay. You ready? Sure. So glad you're going back to old school. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight stars. That's crazy. I don't know how they did it. These are eight actual stars, Adam. You got to see this one. Great to hear that you're going back to the old school format. I started commuting again and really missed my daily or three times a week musical inspiration. Thanks, guys. This is from Bruce in the U.S. of A. So thank you for that. So leave us. Yeah. Negative, positive in the middle. It's all good. Four stars, seven stars. We prefer seven. But, um, you know, leave your rating and review. Make your, you know, you know what I'm saying? Put your stake, put, put your stake in the, what do they call it? Put your stake in the flag. Put your flag in the sand, you know? Stake your claim. State, 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 your, state your mind. Buddy, a flag's not going to hold the sand. You got to have some solid ground. <laughs> state your claim. <laughs> state your claim. There you go. The shifting sands, you don't think it's going to hold them? <laughs> no, it's definitely not. <laughs> 
Put, put, put your flag down in that quicksand, buddy. Come on. Yeah. All, All right, Peter. Until next time. You'll hear it. <laughs>